FCS football podcast with Joe DeLeon. Well, let's get fat. And Sean Anderson. I am a soothsayer. Welcome back to the Believe in FCS football podcast. I am Joe DeLeon, joined by Sean Anderson. We are back for week five to break down and preview the upcoming week of FCS football. As I said already, I am Joe DeLeon, joined by my former teammate, Mr. Sean Anderson. Sean, how are you doing today? Back to that, I guess. Yeah, you're not my friend anymore. Back to back to the former teammate realm. Uh, it is what it is. You know, I'm doing okay. I, I think former teammate can include can be a word that connects with 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 friend right is that yes not- but jordan vazano is also your former teammate so if you had him on you'd introduce him the same way as you just did me well okay but i will say i would like to i would in my time at the university of rhode island my teammates even though not everyone would consider to me me to be their friend i considered everyone to be my friend because i'm a friendly guy is that wrong you're you're a friendly guy yes I don't think you're a friendly guy. Says the guy who almost got into a fight at a car wash the other day. <laughs> that wasn't me. No, I'm saying I'm saying that's my point oh. is that I'm making oh, yes. that claim even though I almost got into an altercation in public. Yeah, I what are you doing getting into fights in car washes? Uh, we, we don't need get to get a grip. Into, we don't need to get, get into it. It wasn't me. I didn't do anything. It was some guy <laughs> having sure. a bad day who who decided he wanted to take it out on me. <laughs> I didn't I was completely unprovoked. I was trying to be as nice as possible and then I just said, Screw this, I'm gonna I'm not gonna deal with this, so I told him to F off. Hey, I'm seeing your background. What is that? Are those soundproofing? Uh yes. The, the the room that I was previously recording in, or the room that I am recording in now, we recently moved. Um, there was nothing in this room but my desk, so there was an obnoxious amount of echo. So in an effort to dampen that, we bought some foam boards to put behind me just to kind of smooth things out. The real thing that fixed it, though, is we put in an extra couch that we had in the room. Um, so now it's a little bit more even. You know, you gotta you gotta understand the acoustics of a room. It's one thing I think a lot of people don't don't take into account. Uh, how about you put a microwave or a stove in that room? Are you still uh, <laughs> without either of those? Or uh, an air conditioning vent right above my microphone. I think that would make things oh, yeah. sound really that, good. That'd make it a lot better. <laughs> right. We're going to get into talking about this past week of week five and then leading into some key things. Sorry, this past week of week four, rather. And then leading into week five, I keep throwing myself off because the important things coming up with week five, there's a huge game between North Dakota State and UCA. That is a big talking point for today's game and I think or today's episode and I think that is something that everyone is paying attention to across the landscape of not only FCS but college football, the NFL draft, a lot of things because of the players that are performing in this game. Before we get to that though, Sean, I just want to share a, a very short message from our sponsors. That being Bet Online, the wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Sean and I have been diving a little bit more into some betting segments and some of the other shows that we do, one of our NFL shows that we do. And Sean, all high and mighty because he thinks he can make $900 every single week. I, on the other hand, I think this past week, Sean blew through all I of my earnings. I, I, I think I might have been down. Whatever I made last week, nine hundred eighty-four bucks in our in our fictitious uh, betting segment, I I didn't like any of the picks I made uh, for this previous <laughs> NFL week. I might be back down to like twelve bucks. 
I, I honestly might be in the hole like a good $500. I, I'm pretty sure I only got like three games right. I, I They didn't come until the end of the day. I got every single morning, uh, early day game incorrect, except for the Bears-Falcons game. And if it wasn't I told for you, that... You tried, yeah. yeah. No, if it wasn't for me telling you to pick the Bears, then you, you would have. I almost got mad at you for... You would have essentially almost put me in a spot to, to be completely winless if, if the Bears had not won, I was going to get mad at you for talking me out of that. Well, as you can see, Sean and I, though, uh, very heated. Uh, it gets much worse on the other show when we actually talk about it over bets and who knows more <laughs> about betting. You can be your own expert, though, and try to beat us out for making the correct pits, picks and use your own money to do so. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more wagering options than any place online. And there's always the online casino as well. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today to take full advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Sean, the closest game, and I think the the most nail-biting one from week four, has to be Central Arkansas versus Missouri State. Now, Missouri State has not been entirely consistent. They got steamrolled against Oklahoma this past week, though. Very, very tight with the darling of this odd FCS fall season. Now 3-0 and after beating Missouri State 27-20. to And this was a game where UCA's offense did not look good at all. Braylon Smith struggled a ton. The one thing that we learned here, Sean, though, is that their defense can keep them in any game and put them in a position to win. Yeah, UCA defense got nine sacks this past Saturday, in addition to four turnovers. Uh, at one point, uh, Missouri, uh, I think Missouri State was up 20-7, to and Central Arkansas scored the last 20 points of the game. And if you have a defense that can keep you in the game and let you chip away and then keep on giving your uh, offense opportunities, eventually they're going to score. Not like the Atlanta Falcons, but uh, for <laughs> UCA, they definitely uh, did that. That's the defense. That's their key point. It's, that's why they won the game. Uh, their offense needs to do better. I think they only had 177 total yards on offense. But the, if you have a defensive performance like that, it's hard not to win. You just look at the individual statistics in this game. You had nine different players register a sack for UCA. You had a couple players register a sack and a half. And on top of that, there were four players in this game, four separate players who had forced fumbles. That type of performance is what kept them in the game and put them in positions to score despite Braylon Smith not even getting over 100 passing yards and being able to move the ball through the air. They didn't even right. need their offense to do anything because the defense said, all right, if things aren't working out, we're going to take the football back and we're going to set you guys up if, if you're having a tough day. I, I, I just agree with you. I, you know, it was a, it was a close game. It, it was closer than it should have been. UCA should have blown them away, but they also shouldn't have given uh, Missouri State that much of a lead. To begin with, it was a, a, a definitely a tale of two halves. Right. And I wonder if things were clicking for the UCA offense, if this game would have been a bit more lopsided instead of being decided by one score as the final. Sean, we are back with fat stats and yes. we should just rename this segment to the HBU stat line segment, because, again, we have two guys <laughs> who had stupid stat lines I wouldn't even say we we picked them separately. 
we're just in agreement here on both of them. Sean, would you like to share our first guy? I love to have this guy a part of Fat Stats. He's a close personal friend of the show. He is Houston Baptist quarterback Bailey Zappi, who threw for 406 yards and five touchdowns. That is a fat stat. Very fat. Very fat. I think you're going to end up naming your first son Bailey if if you have the opportunity to do so. Actually, Bailey, you can name your daughter Bailey too. So I, that's something now to keep an eye out for. Now that's really weird. <laughs> Why is that weird? <laughs> it, it just feels weird now. <laughs> well, this is uh, multiple weeks now, three straight games that Zappy has played in where he has been the fat stat winner. An honorable mention, I would say, Jaron Stearns, 14 receptions, 138 yards, and three touchdowns. If HBU is playing, you can bet on them to have somebody to have a crazy stat line. Hell, if you're going to go to bet online, I would put money down on Bailey Zappi and one of the receivers to produce some crazy yards against whoever they're facing. It's a no-brainer. If the if it, if there's some way a FCS prop bet section... And you see Houston Baptist over under 300 yards. Take the over. <laughs> you might not make a whole lot of money, but 100% take the over if, if there is an ability to bet on that. Sean, this upcoming week, we have the showcase game for North Dakota State. Not actually a showcase game, but it's basically what it is for this team that has two highly draftable prospects with Trey Lance and Dylan Radons. They're facing off against UCA, who has, like I said earlier, been the darling of this, uh, I don't even know what to call this season, this this faux season of basically exhibition games for FCS teams. This is a very big performance between two squads that are, one, a former national champion, and the other that has been very good defensively. But more importantly, we're focusing on Lance and Radon's. What do you think, in your opinion, we need to see from the two of them if they want to establish themselves as serious draft prospects and possibly not have to play any more games come springtime? I think I just saw probably you being uh, an absolute consummate professional while I'm over here dealing with the call center, as you like to, <laughs> to call it. You powered through that intro like I've never seen you do before. I'd like to give you kudos for that personally from me to you. Power through. This, Why, it, it, you're making it seem like I, I, I was struggling. Well, sometimes you call attention to it. This time you were just kind of like, I'm I didn't just even notice talk about this UCA. Thank God. I couldn't not notice. I had to unplug my mic because my board isn't working. I can't just hit the mute button. So I do unplug it. Um, <laughs> what's the question you asked Lance Radons what are we looking for yeah, wh- we're what looking do you for, them, see from to, them? We're looking for them to make their statement and say hey this is why I belong in the NFL that is what this game is about that's why they scheduled it they said hey we we know that the scouts like us we know that we're already on some boards but that was from last year we need to give them a, a, one more example from this year to, to show that we belong on the boards because you don't play a season as good as you are. Sometimes teams will forget about you because they're uh, they're watching a lot more of other players. They know of these guys, but you need to keep on. That's that's why we keep on doing shows every week. They need to stay relevant. This is a game to stay relevant and prove how much they're worth for this next level. I'm seeing big games from both of them. I definitely am. I see them as just they've been practicing. They obviously are going to be prepared for whatever scheme that UCA has. 
because they're getting to see three games worth of UCA already. So they're seeing their 2020 schemes and 2020 plans, all of this. I'm sure if they're playing North, if uh, Central Arkansas was playing North Dakota State week two, they would have saved some stuff. But we're three games in. You're really dealing up a lot of the 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 stuff that you have in order to win games. That's how it is. That's how this game works. So North Dakota State's going to have a full plate of UCA film, strategy. They're going to be really well prepared. And it, obviously, we know they can physically execute on the field. But I think uh, this game, it's going to be how well prepared North Dakota State is for UCA. And the one thing you keep hearing out of North Dakota State is how Trey Lance is just blocking out all the noise when it comes to draft speculation. We don't know for sure if he will actually declare or not, if he'll try to stick around and play a full career at North Dakota State. He has indicated on Twitter through indirect comments that he has aspirations to one day play in the NFL. It just matters how soon. So for Lance specifically, this is a defense that we just spoke about can take the football away from you and force turnovers. If he can continue to show that he can be mistake-free and turnover-free, mistake-free is a little bit too high, but if he can continue that big, big positive in his play, which is not turning the football over, if he does that this game against a team that has been so successful at doing that, that is going to just solidify his status as the best draft prospect coming out this year from the FCS. Again, if he chooses to to declare. And I can see him doing that. I can see him throwing up the stat line, the average stat line that we saw from him. He doesn't really need to go over 250 passing yards, but if he shows that dual threat ability to not only kill a defense through the air, but also on the ground with his legs, that will further cement his his capabilities as an athlete. There's a reason why he hasn't transferred and chosen to go and play up as some people thought he might. He is still very, very talented, and we're going to get to see a full glimpse of what he is capable of and how he's developed with all this time to focus on his game. Sean, what, do you think that if he does have a really good game, or even just an above-average game with no turnovers, do you think that he'll declare, or will he end up playing in the spring? I don't think. I think either way, it's it's a good thing for Trey Lance. I think if he plays in the spring, he's going to continue playing well, and then he's going to get more looks, and he might get drafted higher. If he declares now, it's still a good thing. Stay fresh, don't get hurt before the draft, and you will get drafted. Either or, whatever. It's just whatever I feel like he wants to do. the The ball is in his court, no matter what. So it's just whatever he's feeling like doing. If he doesn't want to uh, take a risk and he wants to train and he wants to go meet up with David Cutcliffe and then and Peyton Manning and then really work on that stuff in the offseason, sure, do that. But if you don't, I, I know David Cuff, you know, but yes, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, but if you want to play uh, just in the spring and, and you feel like you still need to prove some more stuff, good on you. I, I, Maybe he doesn't go for another turnover either. That would be spectacular. I'm someone that would like to see Trey Lance play more college football at the FCS level. So I, I'd like to see him play, but I also would like to see him play in the NFL. So it's it's all positive. I can't find a negative with any of the situations that he's uh, presenting us with. I don't see him declaring immediately after this game, but I can see him declaring somewhere down the line from – after this is performed in the next few months, or him playing maybe one or two games in the spring. I don't really see him playing a full season coming up. I, I think that he is a player that even though he probably wants to stick around and continue his success at, at NDSU, he definitely sees the writing on the wall that 
if if he doesn't leave when the opportunity is hot, he might lose out on a chance to 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 get drafted higher. Because if he goes and and makes a couple of mistakes here and there and starts to change the prolific description that has been set for him, that could push him out of the first round. Not not immediately, but if he has a couple slow games in the spring because of so much time off, that could very well push him down. So I I think at some point Lance is going to be smart enough to decide and say, hey, I, I did great things at, at North Dakota State, but now is my time to establish myself towards my goals of becoming an NFL quarterback. I came to North Dakota State to start and play and prove myself as a dominant player. Now is my chance to do so at the next level. Sean, are you ready to get to some FC estimates? I'd love to. So after this past week, we're going to run through the game picks and then we're going to tally them up. Campbell, Appalachian State, we both got that one correct. We both were incorrect in picking the Citadel to beat Eastern Kentucky. Stephen F. Austin, SMU. I got the, uh, or no, you got the score and the game correct, so you get two points for that one. I got only the game correct by picking SMU. Houston Baptist, Louisiana Tech. I got this one, oh, neither of us got this one uh, correct. So we get no points for that one. And then lastly, Missouri State, Central Arkansas. You picked Missouri State, so no good on that one. I got two points for this game because I picked Central Arkansas, and I was within uh, 10 points of the final score. So right now, the tally, I'm creeping up on you. You are at 14. I am at 12. Any thoughts on on your your slight slip-up? I'm a winner. I'm still in the lead. All right, well, here comes my uh, my massive comeback. You think you're going to have a massive comeback here? Yes. You're dead wrong. Well, well, we got picks for this upcoming week, and we got a lot of games, so I'm going to mount that comeback and surpass you this upcoming week. Sean, first game, Campbell-Wake Forest. Who are you predicting? I'm taking Wake Forest uh, winning 45-10. to 10. I'm going with Wake Forest 55-13. to 13. Sean, North Alabama-Liberty. You know, Liberty played well last week. I'm going Liberty 30, North Alabama 17. I think this will be a little bit tighter. 23-18 in favor of Liberty. Sean, Abilene Christian Army. I'll take Army by a score of 38-14. to 14. Yeah, I don't think there's going to be a lot of scoring in this one. 17-6 uh, to 6 in favor of Army. Sean, Houston Baptist, Eastern Kentucky. <laughs> I'm going with the freight train, Houston Baptist, by a score of 42-34. to 34. That's not a freight train score, Sean. I'm going with HBU 67 <laughs> to EKU 38. Just I am predicting a a, a disgusting statistical per- performance, a, a gaudy amount of points. They're going over 50. I, I know it's a bit, a little bit of a bit, but they're doing it. They're doing it. I I this is their first chance here to really to run up the score on on an FCS opponent. Oh my goodness. Sean, next game, Central Arkansas, North Dakota so State. Funny. Uh, North Dakota State, 45, UCA, 20. I'm going to stick with North Dakota State, obviously, 33 in uh, beating out UCA, 20. 33 to 20 is that score. Jacksonville State, Florida State. Sean, who do you got? Uh, Florida State wins 58 to 21. Florida State has to be the worst t- uh, group five team in the country right now. They just. Oh, are they doing they, bad? They look terrible. Absolutely terrible. Okay. This is a sorry excuse for a team. I want to go with Florida go State 38. 38 uh, 
Jacksonville State 31. It's going to be much closer than I think people expect. You're changing like your score? Switch. Yeah, I'd like to go down to 38 now. Lastly, West Texas A&M. That is not an FCS school, just to clarify for you, Sean, so you don't say anything uh, obnoxious uh, playing against Stephen F. Austin. Oh, you're changing the score. Oh, okay. All right. What's your uh, What's your game pick here? What's your score prediction? Um, Stephen F. Austin, 24. West Texas A&M, 14. I want Stephen F. Austin, 45. Wham, 17. I have no clue if that's the abbreviation or not, but I'm going with Wham as the abbreviation. What a mouthful that school is. It's I a know. directional school, and it's an A&M also. Right. That is... Uh, Clean it up. <laughs> Be a little bit more concise with the name, please. Goodness. They're not an FCS school, so we can rag on them a little bit. Um, Sean, to wrap us up, Kwame's Corner. Jersey's we, like. we have two questions for Kwame's Corner. And the first question is from the Kwame Curtis. He is asking, what is wrong with uh, Missouri State? Obviously, as a defense, but will they figure out how to win? I feel like UCA was the better team going in, but it's obvious that Missouri State has the tools at least for three quarters. I think for them, you have to point to the turnovers and not being able to play up to the task of facing a very, very good defense. Four fumbles in a game and the amount of sacks they gave up is not good. You're not going to win a football game giving up that many turnovers and also getting sacked that many times. Yeah, I completely agree. It all starts in the trenches. Also, I know Missouri State has a freshman quarterback. That's all. That's that's something you have to deal with. It, you, you, nothing's guaranteed with a freshman quarterback. So you have, you're going to take your punches. You're going to roll with them. But also, you can't give up nine sacks. That's that's a. I, I'd say the trenches. At least in their last game, that was what's what was wrong most. Aside from ball security, Joseph, look at these uniforms from west texas you know what how am i supposed to look at them where did, where did they're you in the dock where did, they, right underneath God, talk about Before a, talk ryan about, roberts question talk about a derailment god look at those i don't know what to make of them uh, it's a i don't like the helmet the no helmet logo. it's wt like, it's maroon and pink it's like fuchsia yeah those are ugly Ugh. those are very ugly ryan uh, roberts friend of the show asking us who is the best football player on the FCS level that people don't talk about enough? Sean, who's your guy? You thought it was going to be PJ Burkhalter, but it's not because I'm getting the conversation started about him. Uh, I'm going with Villanova linebacker Forrest Ryan. Dude's a stud. He needs a little more recognition. I don't think people talk about him enough. Maybe they do in, in the small circles, but I am not affiliated with those. He is my selection. I really like yours too, Joe. Yeah, my pick has to be Riley Webb. I got the suggestion from the FCS Fan Nation guys when, when this question was posed to us by Ryan, and I ran with it. I love Riley Webb, and I think that he is not talked about enough because he plays for a team that is very option-centric. He really doesn't get a lot of passing opportunities, but when they get him the football, the dude makes uh, takes advantage of it. He makes plays when he gets the football through the air. He is very, very underrated as an athlete and a receiver. And I think if he gets some type of a, uh, a you know, a, a, a rookie minicamp opportunity, whenever he comes out, the dude is going to impress and he's going to make a roster. Uh, he he has underrated player written all over him and the type of guy that you're going to be asking yourself when your favorite team signs him as the 53 man 53rd man on your roster going who the hell is that guy and why do I not why can't I find anything on him really from college he is going to be that type of guy 
He also wears number 22 at the wide receiver position. Oh, that that's enough to also solidify him as that the, is the enough. GOAT. Yes, that's enough for me to say I believe in this guy. <laughs> Sean, before I wrap us up, do you have any closing thoughts for us? Uh, not many. I really don't think I have any. I'm kind of uh, empty-headed right now. Like super, uh, super nothing. That was um, very existential comments. Yeah, that's, uh, that, that's what, uh, that's we're, what we're I all, got. We're all uh, No nothing. MLB games to cut at work tonight. I'm sliced. So I'm doing good. What are you cutting then? Uh, interviews, I'm sure. Maybe there's some soccer games. Well, hopefully you don't have anything to cut and you have to sit there in silence. Um, well, yeah, I'm probably jinxing myself. I'm sure that uh, there's going to be some massive event and then I'm going to have to sit there and cut interviews until 3 a.m. I hope that happens, too. I hope it's either extreme. I hope there's no in between. Thanks, folks, for tuning in. Follow (laughs) Sean on Twitter at Sanderson Radio. Follow me uh, at Joe DeLeon. Both of us for horrible takes on things that you probably don't want to see. Uh, Also, follow Believe Podcasts at B-L-E-A-V Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. Also, check us out wherever you find podcasts. Um, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, you name it. We're there. Also, we are at Believe.com. Stay tuned for next week as we will be breaking down Trey Lance's performance against Central Arkansas. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.